Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والنجم إذا هوى ما ضل صاحبكم وما غوى وما ينطق عن الهوى إن هو إلا وحي يوحى علمه شديد القوى ذو مرة فاستوى وهو بالأفق الأعلى ثم دنا فتدلى فكان قاب قوسين أو أدنى فأوحى إلى عبده ما أوحى ما كذب الفؤاد ما رأى أفتمارونه على ما يرى ولقد رآه نزلة أخرى عند سدرة المنتهى عندها جنة المأوى إذ يغشى السدرة ما يغشى ما زاغ البصر وما طغى لقد رأى من آيات ربه الكبرى أفرأيتم اللات والعزى ومنات الثالثة الأخرى ألكم الذكر وله الأنثى تلك إذا قسمة ضيزى إن هي إلا أسماء سميتموها سميتموها أنتم وآباؤكم ما أنزل الله بها من سلطان يتبعون إلا الظن وما تهوى الأنفس ولقد جاءهم من ربهم الهدى أم للإنسان ما تمنى فلله الآخرة والأولى وكم من ملك في السماوات لا تغني شفاعتهم شيئا لا تغني شفاعتهم شيئا إلا من بعد أن يأذن الله إلا من بعد أن يأذن الله لمن يشاء ويرضى بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد الشاكرين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري واحلل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Dear brothers and sisters 
wherever you might be may Allah accept your fasting and prayers especially in these last 10 days of Ramadan where the Laylatul Qadr the night of power uh, is expected to be uh, based on the hadith of the Prophet may Allah enable all of us to meet this night and to be able to convey our dua to Allah so that he would accept our deeds. Uh, tonight or today, uh, depending where you are, uh, where you are at this time of uh, the day or the night, uh, we will continue uh, explaining and talking about Surah Al-Najm, the star. Uh, last time we started this Surah, and we talked about the environment in which this surah was revealed and the first uh, two ayat in fact we, we did not cover a lot because this was to set up the stage for the surah Allah Azza wa Jal, uh, makes this oath by a najm the star once it falls down or uh, it collapses and on the other side ma dalla sahibukum wa ma gawa your your guy, your friend, your man, your person, the one you are dealing with, talking about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa has not gone astray. And we mentioned that there is a contrast between the first ayah and the second. On one side, there is a star, and a star usually it's a symbol of guidance, especially during darkness at night when there are no other GPSs or any uh, other references, and frame of reference. And that's when you lose your star at night, uh, it's too cloudy, or you cannot tell which star is there, or even if the star totally disappears from the sky, you will not be able to find your way, you will go astray. So if you seek guidance from anything that could collapse, something like a star, something like a, a GPS, something like people, something like the laws and regulations made by people, all of these could fail and you could experience their failure in your life, then you are the one who goes astray. You are the one who goes astray. Not Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will never go astray. Ma dalla sahibukum wa ma gawa. So that's setting up the stage. Now, why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam does not go astray? Because Whatever he does, whatever he talks, whatever he utters, whatever comes out from him is based on a wahi, based on revelation, uh, based on some uh, eternal guidance, heavenly guidance from Allah Azza wa Jal. And this Allah that provides guidance to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah had just revealed before this surah, Surah As-Samad, Surah As-Samad, when he said, Allah, the one who guides Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is ahad, unique, absolutely nothing like him. Samad, he is absolutely eternal, and each and everything in this world relies on this God, on Allah, for its own existence and survival and continuity. And uh, uh, this God, again, he's eternal, he has no children, he has no parents, and nothing is similar or equivalent to him. So that's done. In the previous surahs, Allah Azza wa Jal has emphasized time and again that this Allah, Allah Azza wa Jal is the absolute. He is Malik Yawm al-Din. He is al-Rahman. He is al-Rahim. He is 
the source of the ultimate guidance. In fact, in Surah Al-Fatiha was very clear. Show us the right path. And so on and so forth. So this is the, the essence of this surah, that here we have two opposing parties, if you will. One party seeks its own guidance, its own reference from material beings, from lively beings, things that could collapse at any point of time, things that can fail, things can fail you aside from it, it's itself uh, failing. In fact, and that's where the next few ayat that talks about the idols that the people of Mecca worship, these are idols that uh, see nothing, hear nothing, eat nothing, uh, do nothing, guide nothing. Absolutely, they are obsolete. They are uh, absolutely uh, null and void and they don't do anything. So here we are talking about a prophet, a person who receives immediate revelation from Allah Azza wa Jal, who does not talk or say anything simply out of his own uh, whims or desires uh, or instincts or feelings, uh, whatever this hawa uh, mean. In fact, uh, last time also I said, look, uh, uh, look at this marvelous way of talking. An-Najmi uh, idha hawa, and hawa means falls down. Here, ma yantiqu al-hawa, he does not speak out of hawa, which is the self-desire. All that comes from this prophet is an absolute guidance from Allah Azza wa Jal. It is, when he says, in huwa illa wahi, it is absolutely wahi. It's nothing but wahi. Where does he get this wahi? Here, Allah says, Allamahu shadidul quwa. He is being taught directly. Now, taught means, I teach you whatever you have to say, whatever you have to do. I make a knowledge into you. I infer a knowledge into you. I transfer knowledge into you. Here is a description uh, of uh, Jibreel السلام, the angel Jibreel saying that he is he is an absolutely uh, uh, powerful which means uh, because the, the, here is the issue why Allah is bringing this issue uh, that Jibreel is powerful, is strong, uh, his strength is very, uh, uh, very powerful. Al-Quwa strength. Shadid al-Quwa means uh, strength which are absolutely uh, uh, powerful or great. Uh, so that's the issue here because at one point of time, the Kufar of Mecca, when they were, uh, be, when they were being sarcastic, they will say, well, these angels that uh, support Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we can take care of them. Actually, we can take care of the angels who, uh, uh, who are responsible for uh, Jahannam, like in Surah Al-Muddathir, when Allah says, this Jahannam is guarded by 19 powerful angels, and those, uh, uh, I would call them, the absolutely irresponsible, uh, unbelievable type of people in Mecca, they would say, you know what, uh, you all the people of Quraysh who just fight with 18 of them, uh, with one, uh, with, with 18 of them, and then the uh, Abu Jahl says, I will take care of the one who is very strong. 
So, so they were making uh, jokes and funs about the angels. Here Allah is making this point. The, uh, the wahi that comes to Muhammad وسلم, is Shadeed al-Quwa. This was uh, uh, repeated uh, in, in another place in the Quran where Allah says, ذو قوة عند ذي العرش مكين about Jibreel alayhi alay salam ذو قوة he's, he has power uh, ذو قوة عند ذي العرش he's absolutely uh, uh, close to ذي العرش ذي العرش means the one who owns the throne which is Allah عز وجل مكين مكين he's also well established so you are not talking about uh, uh, any type of material uh, existence or being something like us this is allamahu shadid al-quwa so make no mistake that the knowledge that muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is absolutely firm is absolutely known uh, there is no way that he would lose this knowledge so this wahi that comes to him is absolutely secure because uh, and here uh, being from the uh, uh, computer technologist background quite often you'll say look you want to transfer information for me how do i know that this information is secure how do i know that what you have transferred is exactly what i have received and this is the whole thing about what we call today the network security or transformation security where you say it's secure uh, from end to end that's what uh, even in uh, social media like facebook or even whatsapp uh, declares this is secure end-to-end -end. we guarantee the security uh, this is not quite resemblance but to make us understand the note here why is it that Allah is mentioning this he's telling us look this information or ilm or knowledge that comes from Allah to Muhammad وسلم, is absolutely secure end-to-end -end. that's why in the other surah where, where he says the عند ذي العرش he is absolutely powerful from the end which uh, at, at Allah's uh, 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 from the end of Allah جل, the one who is transmitting the knowledge because the knowledge comes from Allah not from Jibreel Jibreel has nothing to do with the wahi that's being he's only a media of transfer he's transferring this knowledge so uh, uh, to tell us to let us know that you have to be certain that this knowledge is absolutely secure, it's protected, uh, it's very reliable, because the one who carries the knowledge, he has all the power needed to transfer this knowledge without being uh, uh, changed or deviated or altered in any manner. So he's absolutely capable, absolutely powerful, uh, absolutely reliable, uh, no ifs and buts, so nothing comes from this part. So uh, the knowledge from Allah جل, number one, and the one who carries this knowledge or this wahi to Muhammad sallallahu has all the ability to uh, to carry and complete and fulfill this task of wahi. Uh, uh, and after all, uh, we take this for granted uh, this is wahi from Allah but look when we know the world we live in information get distorted the moment it comes out from your mouth or goes on the air it gets distorted by noise noise gets distorted by
people who transfer it, who change it, uh, who make uh, change in the words uh, that you, you, you say. Uh, in information technology, sometimes one bit that gets flipped from zero to one or one to zero will change the whole meaning. So it's so today we really appreciate this issue that you have to know that it's not only that the information or the knowledge comes from Allah Azza wa Jal, but the transfer of this knowledge to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is guaranteed and no way to alter that. And this will come in, in the surah. There is a place where some people uh, claimed that the when Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned an ayah or talked about an ayah, it was given to him uh, in a different meaning, would change the whole meaning. Uh, it, like it flipped the, the, or reversed the meaning, if you will. We'll, we will come to that once we, we reach this ayah. So right from the very beginning, Allah Azza wa Jal says, don't even think that way. Don't even come close to that. This knowledge is absolutely reliable in its transfer. That's one. Then he says, ذو مِرَّةٍ فَاسْتَوَى ذو in, in, in Arabic, we say ذو means he has not only the knowledge, but the intelligence, intelligence and the capability to make things always perfect. Fastawa means perfect. He becomes perfect. Uh, he is perfect in, in terms of the power and the intelligence and the uh, devotion, if you will, to the task he is uh, uh, he's required or he's supposed to complete. So, so at this point, here Allah again is setting this whole stage for this uh, uh, whole struggle with the kuffar of Mecca and Quraysh and of course with the people uh, today who oppose Islam and the rise of Islam and the Dawah of Islam says, look, uh, any guidance you have, other than the one that comes from Allah Azza wa Jal is null and void. It can collapse any time. In the same manner, even a star can collapse. Uh, it's, there is nothing that's permanent. There is nothing that's totally reliable. It's absolutely fallable. All that you rely. Uh, number two, whatever, whoever relies on a wahi that comes from Allah Azza wa Jal is absolutely secure, absolutely safe, absolutely on the correct path will never be will never deviate and will never go astray stick to whatever is revealed by Allah and uh, uh, make sure also that to know that the those three components if you will of this Islam one is Allah the source of all knowledge and all being and all of these regulations and all this justice is Allah the transfer media this all knowledge and this Islam, this deen, this Quran, this Sunnah is being transferred through Jibreel alayhi salam who is categorized and who is uh, characterized as being absolutely powerful, absolutely intelligent, absolutely perfect, who makes things perfect. So, and the Prophet sallallahu himself, the Prophet who receives this, he will use only this wahid. So this is وَمَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَى So Muhammad is the receiver on the receiving end he will never use in his own life in the uh, uh, in conveying this message and this da'wah in bringing this 
knowledge that he gets from Allah to the people, he will not use his own interpretation, he will not use his own desire, he will not use his own wishy-washy thoughts or whatever those thoughts are, good or bad, but he will use whatever he gets from Jibreel and Jibreel he will teach only whatever he gets from Allah with absolute power and reliability. So that's done. So this message is secure end to end from starting from Allah ending with Muhammad and then the rest comes upon us because now we receive a message which is today it's in the Quran and in the Sunnah of the Prophet this message is absolutely pure. There is no uh, doubts about it, no ifs and buts, no things that you need to change uh, with time, with technology, with the uh, evolution of societies, etc. Absolutely not. This is absolutely uh, complete and reliable from end number one, from A to B, including the media that carries this knowledge and this information. In this case, it's Jibreel alayhi salam. So that's, that's one part. Now, the, after ayah number six, it, the ayat now goes uh, uh, in a bit more direction, giving some scenario of the, uh, of the relation, if you will, this close relation between Muhammad وسلم, and Jibreel. So at the beginning, as we said, Allah builds this environment, sits up the stage, so we know what's happening in, in the totality. So now this... A, a, a relation, if you will, between Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and Jibreel. How does it happen, or where did it happen? At least at one instant, one instant. Here he talks about uh, Jibreel is teaching Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, "Wahwa bil ufuq al-a'la." When Jibreel is in the uh, highest level of the horizon, so this angel Jibreel coming to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or is meeting with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or transferring the knowledge at one instant one instant he says وَهُوَ بِالْأُفُقِ الْأَعْلَى he is on the highest level of the horizon and that here I want to get a little bit into some uh, I would say controversial type of explanation uh, because um, many of the Mufassireen they talk here about the incident of the Mi'raj that when the Prophet وسلم, ascended to the uh, to the heavens during the event of Isra however also uh, although this is said and if you uh, open the Surah and the Tafsir you will find all the talks there but also until this point that is one incident which the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam talked about at the time when he first received the Wahi. When he first received the Wahi. Uh, and I, I talked about that in Surah Iqra, uh, which is the first Surah I started with. When the first time Angel Jibreel uh, came to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam while he was in the cave of Hira in the one of the mountains of Mecca, and the Prophet narrates to uh, Khadija when he uh, when he saw what he had uh, seen. He said, "The this 
something that happened to him uh, and he never knew what wahi was or what angels are uh, at the end he says once he told me to read and he said then he departed me and I saw him so this entity which later on he came to realize it's the angel because Jibreel he told him Ya Muhammad O Muhammad innaka Rasulullah you are the messenger of Allah وَأَنَا جِبْرِيل وَأَنَا جِبْرِيل I am Jibreel and you are Rasulullah and he was filling the entire horizon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa says wherever I look in the horizons I would see the image of that Jibreel of that uh, angel so that's uh, this ayah could be a reference to that incident where it says وَهُوَ بِالْأُفُقِ الْأَعْلَى so it doesn't have to be uh, all uh, uh, all the same incident or the same event. Okay, so this is the uh, the issue here that the uh, is talking about that Jibril is teaching Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He is the powerful. He is the intelligent. He is the perfect. At one point of time, wahwa bil ufuq al so that's how it was. Then, then it says, "Thumma dana fatadalla," and the word "thumma" in Arabic, uh, in Arabic there are the conjunction words like uh, "and or," uh, which we use in English, "and or." Here it says in Arabic there is "wa," which is "wa," which means this and that, "fa." Uh, which is this and that, but there is an immediate follow-up. Like we say, Jibril came fa'allamani. Jibril arrived and and he taught me with a fa, which means immediately. Then when it says thumma, thumma, which means at some point later. Thumma means later he did. So this is important to understand the context of the uh, of the Arabic structure or the, the Arabic uh, uh, even the grammar where it says that was a case a case where the knowledge transfer took place when Jibril was way high in the horizon and then thumma thumma there is another time another incident says dana he was so close Dana means he came close. Fatadalla, tadalla means he descended down. Tadalla means descended. So he came from the uh, wherever it used to be in the horizons. Now he came, uh, 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 he came down and he came very close. He came very close. So this is the exact wording away from going in the controversy. Where could this have happened? And I will explain what I mean by that. It says, So that's another incident. And those are not uh, time-wise related. It's not mean, it doesn't mean that he was in the horizon and uh, 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 immediately after that, so he uh, came down and he become close. No, no. In the Arabic structure goes this way. This is was an incident. He 
provided the knowledge to Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam at a position when he was way high in the horizons in the sky, which is a capability that Jibreel has. Uh, after all, Allah Azza described him ذو مرة فاستوى. He has the capability and the intelligence and the perfection, so he can do this. Uh, let's call it remote transfer. Be able to transfer this knowledge to Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Then there is another incident, another way of wahi. Says دنا فتدلى. He was so close, so close, come coming down and very close. So th these are two types of transferring wahi. Uh, and this was also explained in hadiths of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he was asked, "How does the wahi?" Uh, uh, come to you he says sometimes it comes to me as if it is injected way in my heart uh, my brain so it looks like i am uh, uh, in obscenity from this worldly life and then uh, i uh, uh, like wake up or uh, get alert and then all that knowledge is already engraved uh, engraved in my uh, brain and my heart. Sometimes it's uh, a talk with a voice one-to-one. -one. Uh, and I think he mentioned some other ways. So there are different ways of uh, the wahi, how it comes to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In fact, sometimes he says, uh, uh, in my sleep, I wake up and I find that already a knowledge engraved in my, uh, within me. So, th so there are different ways. Here from uh, a locality perspective from location uh, at one point of time there was a case where he Jibreel become be in the uh, uh, very high horizons of the sky there is another case where he becomes very close in fact he how close says he could be closer than uh, the size of two arrows you know the arrow that they use in, 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 in their fight, which is a, a measure, it's like uh, one yard length, it's less than two yards or even closer. As if you say, if you ask me, like let's say if Muhammad would report this, if you ask me how close, closer than the size of two arrows. Two arrows is what one arrow is one yard, so it's about two yards, less than two yards. That's how close he would be. So these are two different cases of the wahi. فَكَانَ قَابَ قَوْسَيْنِ أَوْ أَدْنَى فَأَوْحَى إِلَىٰ عَبْدِهِ مَا أَوْحَى Then he reveals, he transfers, awha in this case transfer the knowledge that he got from Allah Azza wa Jal. Awha, he makes this, the, the, the wahi inspiration. Sometimes you say, what's the wahi? It's inspiration. It's not really inspiration. I would call it transfer. It's the transfer of knowledge. So he transferred to the servant of Allah. Fa'awha means he did the transfer. He made the transfer of the wahi that he brought from Allah Azza wa So the issue here, Jibreel got the knowledge which is need, which needs to be transferred to Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He got it. He's absolutely powerful. He's capable, he's reliable. Now he's coming to deliver. Deliver to whom? He has to deliver to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah calls Muhammad at this point, call him abdihi. 
the slave. So with this very close, intimate, powerful, strong relation between Allah Azza wa Jal and his messenger through the wahi of Allah, through the messenger of Allah, which is Jibreel, at this point, he's not calling him to Rasulihi. He doesn't say, فَأَوْحَى إِلَىٰ رَسُولِهِ He made, the, he delivered the wahi to his messenger or to his prophet, which is, which are the titles of the prophet. But Allah Azza wa Jal choose uh, 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 the point, the, the, the name or the title of Abd, the Abd, the slave, the servant, the one who is absolutely submitting, the one in complete submission to Allah Azza wa Jal. So, Awha delivered to the servant of Allah whatever needs to be delivered. Ma Awha. Fa'awha ila abdihi. Ma Awha. Now, again, there is the, 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 the linguistic part here. Awha is a verb. So, it delivered to the messenger or to, to, to the servant. Ma Awha. Ma Awha. Ma means whatever needed to be transferred. Ma awha, whatever needed to be transferred. What is it that whatever needed to be transferred is the one that Allah Azza wa Jal gave. So, so he delivered to the servant exactly what he was supposed to deliver. So here is again, the message is absolutely protected, absolutely secure. Whatever Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa received is exactly what Allah Azza wa Jal wanted to deliver. So there is no ifs and buts here, no doubts about it, no way that the people of Quraysh, in fact, uh, not Quraysh, later on in Medina Munawwara, the Jews, Ahlul Kitab, part of Ahlul Kitab, the Jews, the Israelis, they used to say, ah, you know why we don't accept Muhammad as a prophet? It's because the one who delivered the message to him was Jibreel. And we don't trust this Jibreel. And that's where in Surah Al-Baqarah, where Allah Azza wa Jal clearly says, مَنْ كَانَ عَدُوًا لِلَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَجِبْرِيلَ وَمِيكَالِ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ عَدُوٌ لِلظَّالِمِينَ Whoever claims to be a, a, an enemy of Allah and his messenger, in fact, the, the Jews, they did not say we are enemies of Allah. They said our enemy is Jibreel. But then Allah Azza wa Jal says, look, if you are enemy of Jibreel, you are enemy of me too, because Jibreel is my messenger. So this is here uh, 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 emphasizing the fact that, look, Jibreel is absolutely uh, trustworthy, absolutely powerful, absolutely reliable, absolutely intelligent, absolutely capable, absolutely perfect. And he delivers whatever he is supposed to deliver. He has nothing of his own, nothing, absolutely. There is nothing called, uh, this is Jibreel message. This has nothing to do with Jibreel. This has... To do with Allah Azza wa Jal. Now, some brothers and sisters will say, Brothers, why are you getting there? We know all of this. Well, you know it, but because you are already a Muslim and you have been raised to accept this. But on the other side, at the time when Muhammad was conveying this message, these are absolutely new concepts about this deen, the aqidah, the faith, this, the structure of this iman, if you will. It has to be explained uh, end to end. Uh, there is nothing for granted. Uh, when the Prophet ﷺ would say, oh, I receive revelation. 
What does revelation mean? Who is giving this revelation? From whom this revelation? Oh, it's a knowledge delivered to me. Where is this knowledge coming from? In fact, in fact, this is not a hypothetical question. They actually, the kuffar of Mecca, they used to claim that this knowledge that Muhammad is bringing is being delivered to him from one Christian priest. And that was one of their arguments. And that's why Allah Azzawajal refuted that. He said, okay, let me take your words the way it is, but let me tell you something, that the one you are referring to, he has a different language, a different language. says, the, the tongue of the person you are referring to is non-Arab tongue. وَهَذَا لِسَانٌ عَرَبِيٌّ مُبِينٌ And whatever Muhammad وسلم, is giving you is an absolutely Arabic structure, Arabic lexical uh, syntax, semantic, all of this within the Arabic linguistic uh, framework, if you will. So there is, so those, the, the people who do not believe in the message or they don't want to believe in the message, they find so many ways to attack it, just like today. Like today, sometimes they would say, well, forget about this message of Islam, whether it's good or bad. We don't want to discuss that. At the end of the day, there is an element of violence there. We don't like violence. Although they have created all types of violence, they are the ones who fought two different world wars. They are the ones who uh, uh, eliminated more than 100 million lives of innocent people during two successive world wars. And from the Second World War until today, they have eliminated tens of millions of people. And you, you, you are accusing me of violence? Are you crazy? So they find all of these issues to attack. And then they will say, oh, you know what? We have nothing to do with the Quran. But the Sunnah, ah, we have an issue with that. We have an issue with Imam Bukhari. We have an issue with Imam Muslim. We don't have an issue with Muhammad, peace be upon him. We have an issue with the people who followed him. So they find all types of different things to attack you, to, to cast a doubt on this structure of Islam. So Allah is closing all the gaps. So here he says, Jibreel is required to deliver the wahi to his messenger, exactly as he is told and he as he has been given whatever he was given ma'awha means whatever jibril has in his uh, 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 in his task so the task of jibril of the wahi taken from allah is absolutely delivered as is so so that's settled then the next thing allah talks about Muhammad now again. So on one side, and here is the, the, the uh, this type of play, if you will, playing the roles or changing the roles. One role is uh, Jibreel is delivering. On other side, Muhammad is receiving what's being delivered. So Allah says, مَا كَذَبَ الْفُؤَادُ مَا رَأَى Whatever the heart of Muhammad. Al-Fu'ad is not really this pumping blood, the, the heart. The Fu'ad is the element of reason. Is the element of reason. It's the tool of reasoning within Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In fact, there is an ayah in the Quran. It talks about, 
ان السمع والبصر والفؤاد كل ذلك كان عنه مسؤولا it's the responsibility the responsibility falls upon three organs the hearing the uh, seeing and the fuad the fuad is the reasoning is whatever you can reason whatever you see or hear and that's what we call the rational the rational is based on whatever you sense whatever you touch whatever you see whatever you hear whatever all of these senses that bring to your brain you process all of this so the result of this process is the fuad sometimes we uh, uh, metaphorically we say the fuad is the heart well the heart in this in this case means the heart which is the the the, the center of uh, reasoning and rational that's the qalb which is the the center is the inner part of the deep 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 part of this this reasoning process the reasoning process is not the brain is not the eye is not the ear uh, is not the heart itself but it's a process which uses uh, and uh, utilizes your senses your uh, brain your uh, hearing your seeing your vision uh, your touching uh, your smelling your tasting all of these are uh, instruments of bringing data into your uh, brain you process that so this is your fuad so the fuad is this collective process that can reason and rationalize so here Allah says this fuad this fuad of Muhammad has not provided any lie it's not lying it knows exactly what happens ما كذب الفؤاد ما رأى كذب means it denied or it uh, doubted what it had seen so whatever the Prophet وسلم, with all his senses and the brain and uh, uh, facilities of thinking and rational and accepting whatever is being delivered is absolutely delivered to him and he knows it's the exact truth ما كذب means he did not he cannot or does not deny its truthfulness so he knows for sure uh, with his all his organs all his senses all his brains all his facilities of rational he knows it's absolutely the truth means it is absolutely correct and valid and he validates all of this with his own fuad so whatever now now of course the the word ra'a he had seen because in in one case jibril is on the on the highest uh, horizon so he he sees that when jibril is very close to him uh, he came so close closer than two the size of two uh, arrows uh, or two yards if you will to use our current standard of uh, measurements here so the, the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he knows this is the exact truth so he understands it is fact so it's not illusion it's not imaginary he did not imagine that he saw that with his own fuad and there is a difference between so with own vision 
because we know even from the Quran there, there could be someone would say you know after all the prophets Allah in the same Quran he talked about the magicians who were able to dilute the vision of people even Musa peace be upon him when he saw the uh, the sticks of the magicians turning into a snake he thought they were snakes and he were he was scared so it's possible even for a prophet for the the, the vision alone which is the, the whatever i see with my own eyes so i could see something some illusions something like a, a, an image or a, a shadow or some phantom things or something uh, they, they made up in front of my eyes which i didn't re re realize here allah azawajal, he makes it very clear so we don't even get in that, that argument he says al fuad wara the fuad scene the fuad which means the rationale this whole rationale i was able to visualize and see and verify that what i had seen and goes with seeing, of course, hearing and knowing, all this is a fact. And it's not only a matter of uh, uh, eye vision, because as I said, somebody can argue with the eye vision, especially when it comes to the Israelis. Later on, they'll say, you know, oh, so what Muhammad, peace be upon, he has just seen something, and this could be the impact of a sihr, sihr, that's magician. And they have, an account for that, and their account is correct. It's valid because this is a type of science that's, uh, that was uh, uh, mastered at the time of Pharaoh and the time of the people from Bani Israel, that they do that. So here Allah used this expression, which is very valuable expression, so that later at any point of time, if someone will come up with this argument, he says, let's see what I told you, I didn't tell you he had seen it. The eye did not, uh, could not deny what it had seen. It had seen what it had seen. Because sometimes I will tell you, you did you really see that? Are you sure you saw that? It wasn't this something like vague thing that you think you have seen? You said, no, no, I saw that. But I, I could doubt that because probably uh, you had some uh, issues with your eyes. Uh, some type of uh, illusions that could happen but here he says no 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 he had seen it with his heart with his fuad i'm sorry let me use the word fuad because the word fuad is uh, uh, in this ayah uh, it does provide the specific meaning that allah wants to convey to us that whatever muhammad وسلم, had seen he had seen it with his fuad so all of this concept of the wahi, the ilm that came that was delivered, the uh, view of Jibreel being in, in the horizons, the view of Jibreel becoming very close to Muhammad, peace be upon him, and the impact of this wahi on Muhammad, وسلم, and all of this environment to Muhammad, peace be upon him, it was absolutely verified with his fuad. And the fuad is the totality of the facilities of uh, uh, inculcation, if you will, the facilities of understanding, the facilities of rationalizing, the facilities of making a reason out of what I have seen and heard and gotten. So this is, so this will eliminate 
any type of if and but or doubt or what could have happened to this person who is uh, claiming now to the people of Quraysh that he's the messenger. What we are today is conveying to the people that this is exactly what had happened with the messenger of Islam, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So there is no way that can, can anyone debate this issue of the way the uh, message is being delivered, the way the knowledge is being delivered, and that's why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, as a receiver of the of the message as and becoming a messenger on his own because receiver from the message from Allah and conveying the message to us. So this is the playing two roles. One role is receiving the message and the other role is conveying the message exactly as delivered. So here Allah is closing all of these uh, circle, if you will, or the cycle, so you will not have any loopholes. So now he says the Fuad has exactly rationalized whatever it had seen, done. Then the question comes in, and that's what I was trying to allude to in my discussion. Ah, you want to debate or discuss or shed a doubt on what he has uh, been talking about, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Tomorrow, tomorrow means you are debating you are debating for the sake of debate, just to uh, uh, to distract this issue of conveying the message. So the kuffar of Mecca and the mushrikeen and the ones who are denying this message, now they want to stand in, in front of this new message, if you will, a new gigantic issues that's happening in, in the society of Mecca, bringing this uh, uh, seeds of a revolution, if you will, inside the society of Mecca. Now they want to, to say, you know what? We don't think that what you have been talking about is true. We don't see that this issue of the uh, message that you are delivering to us is true. After all, even this all whole issue of why being delivered to you, come on, that doesn't make sense. And so Allah Azza wa Jal now say, now after all of this I told you, after all of this, I, I'm closing this. You still want to doubt this? So this coming in a certain term of a question that's not awaiting an answer. Are you really uh, uh, serious? Doubting, uh, shedding doubt on on, uh, on this issue of, uh, of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam? Come on, you must be crazy. Do you really? It's, it's the, the exact. Wait, do you really want to continue shedding doubt on this? Come on, get out of this. Get out of this whole scenario. This issue of message has been delivered in the most absolute, secure, perfect manner that no one can shed any doubt uh, on this. This man, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, is not talking about something he has seen that was an illusion to him. This is absolutely uh, uh, comprehended. Uh, by his own brain, by his own heart, by uh, using his senses, using whatever he has seen with his eyes, using whatever he has felt in his heart, using whatever has been inflicted in him in terms of knowledge or delivered to him, all of this to its totality, he had rationalized it with his own fuad. And the, the Quran says, Mara, 
because now if you see with your fuad, it's way beyond what you see with your own eye. I see things with my eyes. I uh, try to understand it and find all the uh, uh, needs and the and the means to uh, to inculcate that and conceptualize it and understand it. And I come to the conclusion. So my vision now becomes my vision of my heart, my vision of my brain, my vision of my mind, my vision of my rational. rational. It's not only the vision of only the limited eye. And then here bring another another view of the uh, uh, this relation or this incident with Jibril. It says وَلَقَدْ رَآهُ نَزْلَةً أُخْرَى And the Prophet وسلم, did see this wahi another time. نَزْلَةً أُخْرَى Another occasion. So, just like I said previously, when he said, it was another occasion. So, there was one occasion when he was in the in the horizon. There is a second occasion when Jibreel was so close to Muhammad. Here he says, there is yet another occasion. He says, he had seen him. Here Allah did not see, did not again repeat with his fuad, but it's already mentioned and established so whatever uh, vision had been done it was eventually concluded with the fuad now with the fuad to be which is the the rationale to be concluded it requires the vision with eye or the hearing with the uh, with the ear but that vision with the with the with the eye and the uh, hearing with the ear is not sufficient to have absolute conclusion uh, 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 with absolute certainty. To have it with absolute conclusion, absolute certainty, I want to combine my eye vision, my ear hearing, my senses together with my brain and my mental facilities so it becomes my fuad. So this is already said. Whatever fuad has concluded and had seen is absolutely perfect and clear and true and and, and the fact. And again, when he says, and he had seen him another occasion at another time, means at another time. Here he did not say the Fuad has seen him. He just he had seen him, but we understand from the it was only one ayah earlier, says so we are still talking about Fuad. So this would be He had seen him again, not only vision, but with his fuad. So which, which gives us the absolute, again, understanding of certainty and conclusion. And here, again, one more time, Allah Azza wa Jal, in this, uh, uh, in this ayat, in this surah, which is uh, sometimes I'm saying one of the greatest, uh, all the Quran is great. All the ayat are great. You can't find anything that's not great. So this is, uh, and this is one of them, is uh, uh, coming to all the tiny little details that the uh, the Mushrikeen, the Kuffar, the opposing to the Da'wah, the Israelis, the people of the book, and the, whoever, they may uh, 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 suspect this issue of uh, the uh, of the Da'wah. So all of this is needs to be to be put in context 
that this is a da'wah at early stage. We are still struggling with the, with the kuffar. We are still trying to make it. We want to build the issue of the iman and the aqidah and the whole the concepts and this message from A to Z from Allah Azza wa Jal coming to Jibreel to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and this wahi comes in different uh, formats and forms comes in with Jibreel being in the uh, horizons Jibreel becoming very close to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Muhammad sees him says وَلَقَدْ رَآهُ نَزْلَةً أُخْرَى he had seen him in another place عِنْدَ سِدْرَةِ الْمُنْتَهَى now here this is an interesting issue here comes the the uh, a bit of uh, uh, a bit of question that needs to be explained. He says there is one more time the Prophet وسلم, had seen with his fuad this Jibril, this angel, where uh, in a place called Sidrat al Muntah. Sidra means it's a tree at the farthest, farthest, farthest end where it's close to the Jannah which is the Jannah of uh, uh, like the terminal Jannah the Jannah where this is you resort to at the ends of ends so it's a specific Jannah with uh, uh, that Allah has uh, uh, has created for the people who deserved it so he had seen Jibreel in another occasion and this occasion happened to be in a different in a different uh, universe and world than our world it's in the world of the Akhirah, the world of the Jannah it's the place where the Jannah where the and that's here it says while if the Prophet had seen Jibreel uh, in the heavens with close to the Jannah at Sidratul Muntaha, when did this happen? Was and here the, the issue comes based on the Mufassirin and the interpretation was it the ability that Allah Azza wa Jal gave Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the ability to see that far, to see with his Fuad of course and provide him with all the means and the facilities that he could he can rationalize that or was it during the issue of Mi'raj when the time when the Prophet وسلم, ascended uh, in the Mi'raj trip with Jibreel uh, so that Allah is talking about this issue so in either way in either way let's say uh, uh, talk the first type which is the uh, uh, Allah gave Muhammad وسلم, the ability to rationalize and to comprehend and to see and to visualize Jibreel السلام, uh, when Jibreel was close to Sidrat Al-Muntaha which is a place in the Jannah which Jannah is Jannatul Ma'wa where is Jannatul Ma'wa? that's Ghaib that's Ghaib there are lots of narrations with that but it's a Jannah it's the Jannah so it's in the in the call it in the environment, in the world of the hereafter. That's not our world. That's the the second world, the world uh, that we will all get to at, uh, towards the end. Now, can Allah Azza wa Jal, is it possible that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam can see with his fuad all of that? Of course he can. So we, we 
there is no reason to to uh, to deny that the fact that Jibril comes all the way down and to allow Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam to see Jibril whether he is close or he is in the horizon or he is beyond the horizon because the first one when he says it is on the highest uh, uh, horizon and now he says next to the Jannah okay so he can see that so we we still uh, on the uh, uh, on the correct understanding now based on the narration narrations that this was during the Miraj there is an issue here now the issue is well Surat and Najm was revealed in the like this is I think the uh, Surah number 23 we are still uh, and this was in the first uh, five years at most so it could be less than five years but no more than five years of the revelation of the revelation of Wahi in Mecca and Al-Isra Al-Mi'raj happened later around the 10th or 11th year in uh, in Mecca so there was five to seven years gap how is it possible that he is talking about an event that did not occur yet and that's a debate came between scholars on this issue the best answer to this now if we will go with this uh, with this understanding which is a valid understanding we'll say well remember that Al-Quran Al-Quran was not revealed all at once and even the surah each surah not necessarily revealed at once it was like surah iqra, iqra khalaq, the first surah the first surah was revealed in in two stages stage number one which says iqra khalaq, khalaq alaq, iqra al-akram, bilqalam, those five ayat were revealed at the very beginning the next ayat the next ayat where it says it was revealed those were, were revealed after the fact that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam conveyed the message and he started talking about islam and the new message and the, and the shirk and the tawheed then the kuffar of mecca including abu jahl started opposing to him so the ayat were revealed later so even at the, the first surah was not revealed in one chunk and the quran Allah Azza wa Jal talks uh, 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 The Quran we made it pieces and chunks and based on the revelation to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he used to say whenever a few ayat comes in he says this ayat put them in surah such and such before this ayah and after this ayah he provides the exact location of the ayat so there is no reason not to say this ayat when it says so in fact this comes as those ayat could have been revealed later after al-mi'raj and then the prophet وسلم, says plug this ayat in surah al-najm right after ayah number 12 and uh, it makes sense here because here uh, Allah Azza is talking about even Nazlatan Ukhra. It's not like Thumma Dana. Nazlatan Ukhra, it's some other occasion. So this some other occasion comes later. 
So the, at the beginning, he talked about the wahi when it comes close to him or uh, coming from the uh, horizons, talking to him or coming very close. Now, there is yet one more occasion. One more occasion, he added it up to those uh, views, if you will, or occasions where Jibreel was close to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam or was delivering the knowledge. So here's another issue. He has seen he has seen him with his own fuad one more time. Close to the Sidra. It's in the heavens. One of the heavens called Jannat uh, al-Ma'wa. So now he's talking about the details here. Uh, let me finish this and then I will go to the questions. I need to finish this ayat. So next to the Sidra, there is there are lots of things that are covering the Sidra. There are things that are uh, uh, out of this world. Uh, he says, whatever. So is Allah is not giving us details. What is it that was covering the Sidra? Or uh, uh, like uh, what type of cloth, what type of thing? There is something covering the Sidra. He kept it. Uh, to us unknown but to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and to Jibreel they are known because they had seen that it says ma al basar wa ma taha here now Allah azza wa jal brings the issue of basar vision because some people would say ah you know when he talked about ma kadab al fuad wa ma ra'a wa laqad ra'ahu nazlatan ukhra so this vision is only with the Fu'ad. And the Fu'ad can rationalize now based on previous experiences, so he doesn't have to see it uh, physically. Although in the first place, we knew that the Fu'ad means physical vision as well as rationalization. Here, someone would say it's only rationalization without the vision. Here Allah says, no, 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 no. This vision, this ru'ya, uh, uh, he has seen whatever he has seen, okay? Al-Basar, here the eye vision is part of the part of the uh, scenario. So don't think it is only the fuad without the 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 the, the vision. In fact, some some people uh, may come and say, you know, al-ru'ya uh, or ra'a or see could have been in in in. Uh, uh, in the sleeping uh, while someone is in a slumber or in, in dreams. He says, no, 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 no. The basar, the vision was part of it. And it was not uh, diluted. It was not uh, uh, absolutely uh, overwhelmed uh, and thought and saw things which are not real. No. So the basar is part of it, the vision is there, and all of this is rationalized with the Fu'ad. So the Fu'ad and the Basar, uh, the, the physical senses are there. And that's in the on the in the on the occasion, on the third occasion, on the third uh, type of uh, uh, let's say meeting between Jibreel alayhi salam and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So this is there are three types. One uh, meeting while the Jibreel was so high. Another one when he was so close. A third one when they were both close to Sidrat al-Muntaha. And here, لَقَدْ رَأَى مِنْ آيَاتِ رَبِّهِ الْكُبْرَى And at that time, 
Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he saw the largest and the biggest of the signs of Allah. And this is very, very sensitive here. He did not see Allah. He said, He saw the signs that indicate and uh, are related directly to his Rabb. And this is vis-a-vis -vis when he said, Remember when he uh, delivered the message to his abd. Here he says he had seen the signs of his rab because the relation is between abd and rab here. It's not the relation between two equivalents or between, uh, okay, the prophet and the messenger. He had come to a very high level, high status uh, in the eyes of Allah Azza wa Jal, but that does not, uh, 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 that does not uh, change his status as a abd and does not change his relationship with Allah Azza wa Jal to Arab. So at the highest possible level, where he is close to Sidrat al-Muntaha, where he is close, where he is in within Jannah al-Ma'wa, where he is able to see some of the greatest signs of Allah Azza wa Jal, even then, that's the realization that this is my Arab. So imagine now, if someone reaches that highest level and there he bows and he understands and he realizes and he's told this is his Rabb. So that brings us one more time to this issue that the very major significant issue in our relationship with Allah Azza wa is that we have always to rely that my Rabb is Allah Azza wa No matter how big you become, no matter how intelligent you become, no matter how rich you become, no matter how uh, uh, how close to Allah you become, uh, how very much devout to Allah never forget that this is your Rabb, this is your source of legislation, this is your source of regulations, this is your source of guidance, this is your source of all the ahkam, all the rules, all the issues that come out of you, whether your talk, your acts, your uh, desires your uh, life with your family, with your uh, with your children, with your superiors, with your governments, with your uh, uh, enemies, with your friends. Is Allah Azza wa Jal? He is the Rabb who declares what, how you should behave. And here it tells us Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the highest possible level he could have reached while he was still alive, while he was still a prophet, is to come so close to the entity that he believes in, and that is Arab. So Allah Azza wa Jal called it Ra'a min ayati rabbihi al-kubra. He did not say min ayatillah. In most of the ayat, that the Quran that Allah talks about ayat, says ayatillah, wa min ayatihi, wa min ayatihi, without saying Rabb. Here min ayati rabbihi. This is your Rabb. And who are you? You are Abd. So this contrast between Abd and Rabb is always there. And I will stop right here. And this is, this uh, 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 at least resolves some of the issues that come in the minds of many people when they read these and uh, try to, to put them together, uh, all of these ayat. So hopefully uh, we have uh, resolve these issues, especially with the reference to the third type of 
meeting, if you will, between Jibreel and Muhammad, that it was uh, during the Mi'raj. So that's, that does not contradict the fact that those ayat could have been revealed later after Surah Al-Isra, after Al-Mi'raj, and then they were plugged in in this place. This is typical in the Quran Al-Kareem. Jazakallah khair. I will stop right here and I will see if we have any questions. I will uh, take them, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Is there the, uh, the question here from uh, uh, Sister Zara Shakir? What does fastawa mean in verse 6? Okay. Stawa, uh, uh, in fact, there is. Uh, uh, in the Quran, this is used in another place where it says, Ar-Rahmanu ala al-Arsh istawa. Ar-Rahman is, uh, he comes to the throne and he is istawa. Istawa means he is, he becomes absolutely dominant, perfected over the, the, the Arsh. So he has reached the, uh, the maximum possible domination over the Arsh. And here about Jibreel alayhi salam when, when, when it says uh, when, when he says uh, what is this fastawa fastawa he reached not rose the issue of rose that's physical he rises above it's not he uh, rises above something but he reaches a level so he's shadid uh, al-quwa He's, uh, he has uh, special strength and, and power. Uh, he has capabilities. He's capable. In fact, capable, there is a, a hadith uh, of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that talks about Mirra. Uh, uh, anyone who is uh, rich enough and means has capabilities to work. You have capabilities and you should be working outside. Why, why should I give you uh, from the zakah? Go and work. Uh, so in Dhumirra, uh, he has specific capabilities which allows him to deliver his message. In other places, it says Dhumirra, he has uh, uh, intelligence. Zaka, it's called smartness. Fastawa, he uh, perfected these. Fastawa, he reached the levels, the... Uh, he, he dominated these two characteristics. He absorbed all of them, the power and the uh, intelligence, if you will. So it's not he rose above something. That's the, the uh, uh, more uh, 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 closer meaning to the, to the issue here. Okay, uh, someone is uh, doing question or... Uh, me read the explanation is completely harmonious and also makes sense however some have argued against this explanation stating that the arabic word thumma uh, always means then where something following no no, no that's absolutely not thumma to feed tarahi in arabic there is a word it says thumma to feed tarahi fa to feed taqib immediate fa wa to feed the combination it doesn't have no time relevance. Fa and thumma have time implication. Fa means immediate, thumma means way later. Now it can be 
after few minutes could be after one hour could be after one day uh, so thumma uh, means there is a relaxation in the time span between two things okay uh, i think that shows here assalamu alaikum uh, it's true that the sahih bukhari is a collection of uh, a hadith of a had a hadith alone or this uh, categorization of Mutawatir and Ahad was later. As I saw Mutawatir Hadith in Bukhari. Uh, okay, uh, the categorization of Mutawatir uh, and Ahad were not the concern of the uh, people who collected Ahadith like Bukhari and Muslim. Those were the concern of the people who were uh, uh, talking, uh, looking for the Ahadith for categorizing this hadith for the aqidah perspective. So that's the, the issue here. So in Bukhari, you will not say that this hadith is mutawatir or not, or it could be mutawatir, especially mutawatir ma'na from the, uh, not the exact uh, lexical structure, but could be from semantic perspective, meaning perspective, it could be mutawatir. But that was not the intention of the people who collected hadith. His intention was, to find number one, is it narrated in, 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 in a regular chain, in a valid chain, according to based on his uh, rules and specifications? Uh, is it a valid in terms of uh, meaning, semantics? Does it violate any uh, issue uh, from the Quran or the Sunnah which are known as facts? So that was the issue of the Sahih. Now, they did not uh, categorize at the time or looked at it from the perspective of how many chains of nar uh, narrations. Although they may report all the chains, and you'll be surprised sometimes when you read a hadith, you'll say, well, uh, Bukhari just narrated this hadith from the following chain. Why is he repeating this uh, same hadith, same wording, uh, using another chain? Because to him, what is important is to narrate whatever come out of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He does not categorize it now as did, did it reach the level of mutawatir or not. Uh, now, uh, people who were, uh, uh, who categorized hadith of mutawatir and, and ahad because they knew that a mutawatir has a different implications than ahad. So they had this uh, uh, categorization. And that's why the uh, now if you want to look at the hadith narrated in Bukhari and Muslim about the Mi'raj or about this, the tafsir of this uh, this ayat uh, in relation to Mi'raj, you, uh, you will not be able to tell whether it's a hadith mutawatir or not. You have to look uh, at other chains of narrations and to find if they were, if they were narrated according to some specifications of what a mutawatir is. It says in verse 18, it talks about signs. Do we know? Uh, in fact, uh, I like the way uh, Sayyid Qutb uh, talks about this issue. He says, whenever Allah Azza wa Jal wants us to uh, know the details, He will, in the same ayah, He will bring those details. The issue here 
is not about what signs are there. It could be uh, someone we can look into hadiths into different places, but in reality, will it, it it actually wants to emphasize the fact that Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam had seen what he had seen, and that confirmed his position to his Rabb more than anything else. Because the issue here is Now what are these signs Allah Azza wa Jal has so many, in fact each and every uh, uh, manifestation of Allah Azza wa Jal, whether it's in the universe by the creation or in the life of the people by the creation of us or in the uh, creation of laws that regulates all of this life uh, man and universe all of these are great signs and each one of at the time is greater than the other one so they are absolutely great now at the time Allah Azza wa Jal, he mentions that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam saw some of the ayat which are absolutely enormous and large what are they uh, uh, as I said we could look into some hadiths that they talk about them but the Quran does not talk about this they just leaves it that this is the magnificent the magnificence of the uh, uh, the position of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam vis-a-vis uh, Allah Azza wa and how close this Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was or dear to, uh, to Allah Azza wa to allow him to uh, to see with his own eyes and his own fuad whatever he had seen or not contemplate on uh, on this anymore I know there are many narrations many places but I will not go into uh, into them. Uh, so the name Sahih in Sahih Bukhari does not stand for a hadith, uh, type of had, hadith. Yes, it means authentic. It means authentic. If you want to find if it's a had or mutawatir, you have to look in many other places of hadith and to see this hadith, how it was narrated. Maybe in the same Bukhari, you'll find it in many places in his uh, different books. It's coming in different narrations, correct. But you will not categorize it with anything else but authentic. That's why we say sahih. It is sahih, it's authentic, which is it's valid, and definitely it can be used and it has to be used for whatever it was uh, uh, meant uh, to be used for. If it, if you use it for aqidah, then you need to look for uh, other support, other uh, to, to, to see if it's mutawatir. It doesn't have to be from the same place where Bukhari, the hadith can be narrated in Bukhari, in Muslim, in Nasai, in Abu Dawood, in many other places, but you will find it in different, different chains, and then you will uh, apply the rules of Mutawatir, you will find it's a hadith Mutawatir, although it could have been narrated only once in Bukhari, but if you collect all of these in different places, you will find it's Mutawatir. So in each part of a hadith, whenever you see it in Bukhari or Muslim or an Nisa'i, we'll say it's an authentic hadith, period. And to look whether it's a had or mutawatir, that's a different story altogether. Okay. Jazakumullah khair. I hope I answered the questions uh, to the best of my knowledge. May Allah Azza wa Jal grant uh, you and all of us the health. And we will use the hadith that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught uh, Aisha radiallahu anha for the uh, if you meet Laylatul Qadr and we hope that this is 
one of the Laylatul Qadr because it's the single night, the 21st of Ramadan. Uh, the hadith, Allahumma inna ka'afoon tuhibbul afu, fa'afu anna ya kareem, Allahumma inna ka'afoon tuhibbul afu, fa'afu anna ya kareem, Allahumma inna ka'afoon tuhibbul afu, fa'afu anna ya kareem, and Allahumma munna alayna wa ala al-muslimin ajma' biqiyam dawlat al-khilafat al-rashida, that you azzu fiha ahlu ta'atik, wa yudhallu fiha ahlu ma'asiyatik, wa yuhkamu fiha bi kitabika wa sunnati nabiyik, inna ka'ala kulli shayin qadir, wa sallallahumma ala muhammad wa ala ala muhammad, ما صليت وسلمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين أنك حميد مجيد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وجزاكم الله خيرا Thank you for listening to this podcast Podcasts on current events Islamic guidance Quran tafsir and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.